Good morning, survivors, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark and Agnes Drew on day 557 since we came back on the air. We got a correspondence today from a familiar stranger we met last year. We received a letter from Jane Hotchman. We delivered her baby in a fantastical string of events that still fascinates me to this day. Here she writes, Dear Agnes, Max, and Dr. Rosalind Clark, it is so weird to be writing like this. It seems so formal and impersonal given what we went through eight months ago. The three of you were responsible for bringing my little boy to this world. I'm writing you to update you on what happened after we left. We headed south to Shrimper's Cove right outside of St. Eloise. Apparently, Ethan had some friends there who he thought could take us in. By the time we got there, we found that his friends had died probably zombie-related, and some stranger had taken up living in his house. Our car was on its last leg, and we asked the stranger if we could stay with him, at least for a few weeks until we could find another plan. We stayed with him and tried to keep to our side of the house. It felt good to not be sleeping in a car and have some real shelter. However, this guy's aura was off to me. I knew he didn't really want us there in the first place. I mean, who wants to share a house with two strangers and a newborn baby? He wasn't overly nice, but he wasn't overly mean either. One night, when I was coming out of the bathroom, I thought I heard something coming from the porch. I peered out the living room window, and when I turned around, he was there, staring at me, leering at me. It made me feel odd uncomfortable, like I was an invader and it was his mission to get us out of there. I mumbled some half-coherent frantic apology and shuffled off to my bedroom. Meanwhile, I made friends with some folks over at St. Eloise, particularly the women. They taught me how to plant some fruits and vegetables for the backyard and what insects to look out for. I was a city girl before all this apocalypse stuff, so this was really helpful for me. Of course, as women do, we talked. When I told them who we were staying with, they shared some rumors they heard about him, like that he had done time for stalking, possible kidnapping and battery. To make a long story short, one day he convinced Ethan to join a hunting expedition with him. He said that if he caught something big like a deer, he would need the additional manpower to carry it back to our home. Made sense, right? He came back alone told me Ethan was bitten by a zombie hiding in some tall grass. Told me that Ethan couldn't stand to watch me watch him die in turn. Told me that Ethan begged him to end it for him, for me, for our son. I know it's a likely story that seems plausible, but somewhere in my gut, I feel I know this guy was lying to me. And if I didn't get the hell out of there, I would be next. Shortly thereafter, I found out some farmers were making a trip to a place called Deerfield. It seemed like an okay place to relocate and raise a child. That's where I am now. I'm happy. At least as happy as a widow could be. I know I made the right decision by getting out of there. But I couldn't help but wonder if others are in danger with that man on the loose. I just remember that I never told you my little guy's name. I think you'll like it. Drew Maximus Clark Hodgman. Ethan and I thought that we should pay tribute to the three individuals who were responsible for him getting here.
Wow. What a story. Oh, and thank you so much, Jane, for naming your child after us. That was very kind of you. Yeah, I kind of have mixed emotions. I hate to hear that Ethan's gone, but I am kind of creeped out about that guy she stayed with. Yeah, I don't think we realize that the apocalypse does not discriminate. Some nefarious folks are still around with no laws to keep them at bay and no serious police department to protect us from them. I know we espouse the goodness of the human experience on this program, but not at the expense of our safety. Our intuition is one of our best safeguards against those who do us harm. While we don't have conclusive proof that foul play was involved, I can't help but trust Jane's gut on this one. Yeah, poor Ethan and poor baby Drew, who will grow up without his father. Jane, you probably already know this by now, but Deerfield is a great community to raise your kid. I would highly recommend it to anyone in the area who needs a relatively safe place to stay. Jane, thank you so much for updating us. I'll never forget the day you and Ethan dropped into our lives. Helping you give birth was the messiest surprise that I ever hoped to be part of. Gave me a whole new appreciation for mothers, doctors, and life. Your story is a reminder to us to listen to the whispers inside of us. They are our best detectors of danger. That sounds like a great place to stop. You've been listening to Mercury, a broadcast of hope, with me, Max O'Brien, Dr. Rosalind Clark, and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.